If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome back to Mind Pump. If this show was a hormone, it'd be testosterone. For sure. For sure it'd be testosterone. Yeah, yeah not cortisol. Not cortisol. <laughs> not, <laughs> or not estrogen. Not estrogen. Not estrogen. <laughs> we're not gynecomastia. All right. So uh, what, were we, what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? We need to talk about the difference between oh. uh, you know, exercising for fitness performance and exercising for health and longevity. Because I think people, this is an important subject because people confuse the two of them. They think when they see someone who's you know fit and ripped, that they are, that's the healthiest person. That person's going to have the best longevity. Or they look at athletes and they oh. say, oh, those guys are training so healthy. And those guys and girls are, they're eating so healthy and they're doing everything. Um, there's a massive difference between the two. Um, between, uh, you know, training for performance and training for, right. for and, longevity. And, and it's mark- the marketing for it is so completely skewed uh, that everybody, I understand why everybody's confused. Mm-hmm. Why they think that. Um, you know, a super shredded person is gonna is gonna do fair best as far as like longevity. Dude, is which, which supplement would sell more? The one that's like take the supplement and feel healthy, or yeah. the one that's like take the supplement and get ripped? <laughs> like, you know, no one's gonna buy the healthy one, right? Like yeah, well, it's it's an aesthetic thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think what, what 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 people need to realize is that when you train for athletic performance balance is not in your vocabulary no. there, there is no balance you're you're training for an extreme endeavor and if you and this is okay if that's what you want to do look I, that's the way i train a lot of times and and if you're training for maximum performance maximum muscle you know maximum fat loss um you you're not balanced your life right. is not very balanced it's 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 geared around this this ultimate goal of looking and feeling and lifting a certain way well let's look let's look at like a pitcher for example mm. you know how many times they are going through the mechanics of their throw and mm. their hips and their shoulder and how many times do they throw with their left arm mm-hmm. and go through those same mechanics and do they're so imbalanced totally by the time well, they're done here, here's a little stat for you the the average male okay life expectancy is uh, 78 years old <clears throat> for the average american male an NFL player, which we would all think is supreme, super shape. Yeah, working is, out, eating perfect, doing all that yeah, stuff. Super ripped abs. They look awesome, right? Okay. Mid 50s. Yeah, it's crazy. Mid for, for the life span. Expect- yes, that's life their life expectancy, bro. Bro. Wow. In I'm the mid, <laughs> mid to late 50s. And so that just goes to show you that. You can look that awesome, and I mean, you're talking, you're talking about 20 years more difference, bro. That's, a, that's crazy. It's, well, it's people, a big what people don't realize about the mid about life expectancy is that's the middle, that's the average. That yeah. means there's people that die, die before that, before that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and you got to let's list the things that make that are that are, I guess, um, define training for athletic performance. Let's list those things, right? Mm-hmm. Intensity, mm-hmm. repetitive movements, repetitive movements, um, eating. Um, perfectly to where you're eating so that you're lean, but you're also fueling your body. Um, Which you, typically you're in a higher caloric amount. Higher caloric amount because you have to fuel your yeah, athletic right. You have to meet surplus. demand yeah. you know, to perform. Constantly testing yourself, pushing the limits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your lifestyle is probably not what people would consider normal. You're not... Yeah. Going out and enjoying dinner all the time and doing it, you're, you're, you're super disciplined. Working super through in, injuries. Fa- yeah, you're Working facing a lot more stress like constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's fun, you know, or, or like part of a, a sport, it's still like 
exterior stress. Oh, yeah. It's physical and mental stress yeah. you put on your body because it means crazy. It's definitely um, on the side of obsessive. You know, when you meet someone who's got a six pack and they're ripped and whatever, what you're looking at is a borderline obsession. Now, I mean that with all the respect in the world. And by the way, this applies to myself as well. And I completely acknowledge this that mm-hmm. um, it is not a balanced. You know, if you look at your entire lifestyle, it's not a balanced lifestyle. It's one I choose. It's one that's far better, I think, than the average American who does nothing. Um, <laughs> but there's definitely an obsession that's involved with that. When you look at longevity, it's totally different. Longevity is all about balance. It's yeah. all about yeah. uh, moderation. It's about exercising. It's about being active. It's not about crazy intensity. Um, it's about eating um, less than you probably you know uh, need. Um, it's about eating a wide variety of things and not eating a specific way to fuel a particular goal. That's what longevity is about. So, um, and it, the reason why we want to talk about this subject is um, it's an important one to decipher because you need to ask yourself what your ultimate goal is. Now, you know uh, that being said, you know I, I mean the three of us here sitting at the table, our goal is you know our goals are definitely tend to be more performance based. However, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed as I've gotten older. And I'm still young, but as I've gotten older, I'm starting now to pay more yes. attention to the longevity stuff. Well, when I listen to us talk, even like this would never be something that I would talk about. Uh, <laughs> You'd be like, That's you a, know, don't like be a pussy. Years don't ago. Talk about that. Yeah, right. Like I was so um, indoctrined to think that, you know, I, I had to be at my highest performance all the time. And uh, every time I, I would uh, work out or every time I was approaching uh, game day, like I'm always like getting revved up as high as I can get. And that was my ultimate goal was to, to, to be like ready, game ready, you know, where I'm just I'm just performing like crazy. And uh, now it's like, yeah, you, you just you just understand that there's so much more life like it, that whole period between um, growing up and then going through your 20s and then getting to like 30. I really feel like there's a change. Uh, once you hit about 30 where it's like, okay, I realized that I went through that period, but now I'm starting to kind of see uh, how this is affecting my body and how like every little thing you start to notice more like uh, I can get out of bed so much better when I do this and, mm-hmm. you know, and like my energy levels are so much more efficient when I do this and you're like really honing in on, uh, you know, your body and, and you're understanding your body better. But now this is such a crucial period, right? Because now this is going to dictate, you know, the, what's going to happen further as most people get into retirement where maybe all their focus is in their job and then their job ends. Like now it becomes retirement. And then this is where people really start to diminish, mm-hmm. you know? So these are all patterns that like you have to prepare for. Have you, have you guys noticed your buddies uh, that you, you know, you're the same age as, and as you're growing up now that you're getting into your mid thirties, have you noticed like the ones that don't take care of themselves, don't work out? Like oh, the difference between you I mean, and them is so big now. Oh, it's, it wasn't yeah. that big in your twenties. It's pretty stark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, I, it's one of the things I think that uh, drew all of us together too was, um, we all kind of have this the similar vision of merging the two as close as we can. Wellness mm-hmm. and fitness. Yes, right, right. it's like we both, we all have this, and it's it's what got me into the whole coaching side with the athletes. After I went through the whole competing, and I was so floored by how like holy shit, here we are. When you think about it, like because mo- most all your athletes, right, all your pros are on covers of magazines and books and all this shit like that, like all this advertisement of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- those are the people they use yeah. for the health and wellness. But in reality, 
they're not. I mean, over over sixty percent of, of of like your your bodybuilding athletes have an eating disorder. Like that's crazy when you think about that. And how many of them are doing such such extreme things to to get to that to, to get to that look? It's like holy shit. But th- and there is a point. There's a point where you know I I accept it because it is the sport. But there's a point too where there's there's a way you can we could be better about it. We could be a lot better about yeah, it. And right. I feel the same way goes for even sports performance and things like that. Like mm-hmm. we're just, we're, we are far more educated now than what we were 20, 30 years ago in, in health and fitness that there we, we are slowly. And I don't feel like too many companies are here yet, but I believe this is the future of, of bringing this together, the health and wellness with like performance. But it's uh it's, it's got to really start with the younger generation starting to figure it out early, which that's, it's hard. Well, you're starting to see it now. Let's look at the supplement industry, for example, um, because I think that's probably the largest industry within fitness and wellness, right? Would, would be supplements. That's, those are the products that are, yeah. that are sold the most. And if you look at supplements that are geared towards, let's say, bodybuilding or performance, they design the supplements to look like uh, like they came out of a laboratory. Like if you look at them, they'll have a picture of a beaker on or, there. Or as right? close to a steroid as possible. They have names that are like steroids. Yeah, and right? they'll take like test two one. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> and they'll take like a uh, like an herb like salt palmetto, and they'll give you the the chemical term for it to make it look more complicated and more synthetic. Yeah. Versus the wellness industry, which does the opposite. The wellness industry. We'll have like these old tiny labels, all herbally. Yeah, and it'll be like you know, you know, trees on it. Yeah, like yeah. John's old time soap magic. Some girl isn't stretching. It, isn't yeah. it? Isn't, isn't it great? The extremes. Yeah, it's so right. great. The sun, like they're setting. both guilty. They're yeah. both guilty. One is of- one is minimalist. One is minimalist and as close to as as dirt as possible, as close to nature as possible. And the other one is. Let's make it look as complicated and synthetic as possible because everybody knows that steroids are That's synthetic what and they build muscle. That's what the performance. Right, but what you're seeing now, and you're going to start seeing it. I'm and I've predicted this already. This is you're <laughs> going to see this in the next five to ten years. The merging and the marriage of two, because now they're identifying that uh, first of all, if your goal is performance, fine. But if you take into account your health and wellness and you focus on performance, you're going to perform better. Yes, and longer, yeah. and longer. Yeah. Um, so you're starting to see, you know, more organic, so you, you know, get supplements. Like a, a more weeping non- willow with like lightning bolts hitting it, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a barbell with like a ginseng root coming out of it. Um, and, yeah. and, and you're going to see that marriage between the two, and I, I, I know that's the direction that that's where we are, right? That's kind of the, what we preach all the time. Um, but you're starting to see some of that. You're starting to see now. There was that whole ad campaign on social media that uh, save the bros. Like that yeah, protein I love one, that. yeah, yeah, about organic. It was oh, like an organic so milk protein, whatever. Genius, and, it, and that's it's it's going there, man. Yeah, the orga- it, it, people are starting to really kind of come into you know come around to that Dude, idea. The, the organic market, you know, you go into a grocery store, you you tried to find grocery stores that sold organic foods ten years ago, and you'd have to either go to Whole Foods or like country, like your 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 local you know organic shop. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't find it in Lucky's, Knob Hill, any of these other major grocery stores. Almost all of them now have an organic section. Oh, I know. You can never find one in in Safeway. And now, like, I think, you know, there's some Safeways that have it. But, like, like Knob Hill was, like, the first one. I was like, oh, my God, they have organic produce. Excellent. You know, you just didn't see it. It's all all starting to grow. You're starting to see that. And the last, the the people that are going to adopt it um, next is the bodybuilding fitness performance world. Um, They're going to adopt it next. And it's, it's... it's moving slow, but you're starting to see people see you know uh, say things like um, you know protein powders sweetened by stevia. 
instead of sucralose or aspartame, right? Uh-huh. You're starting to see some of that now a little bit. And people are starting to ask, like, I want that. You know, I'm looking for something that's healthy, not just something that's going to help me build muscle and burn body fat. Yeah. So I think this is a very, very, very good. This is a great thing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what would you guys, if you guys were to put together a routine that was both like a workout program that was both designed for performance and longevity and wellness for the average person. We're not talking about now an extreme right. individual. What, what, what components do you think should be in there? Well, you would just need to really make sure that you planned out your recovery and rest periods mm-hmm. like accordingly to uh, if you're going on these, you know, like higher intensity days, um, you're, you're still going to move, but you're going to keep it at a lower intensity the following day and like you know you got to pay attention to your actual recovery so uh performance is and and i think that's something that should have been established anyway which especially at the younger level because the thing is like you mentioned before about uh you know well remember when you know we were 20 years old or how quickly we recovered well that's true but what were we teaching them and what were we establishing with these young athletes was that you know they're invincible yeah. And uh, that was always pounded into my head that I was invincible. And so I, I really feel like if we can establish these types of patterns with athletes to focus on their weak points, to focus on building up, you know, synergistic muscles, you know, and get everything, co- you know, cooperating together and like making your body efficient as a whole. Everything's performing, you know, if, if you're if you're doing too much of patterns uh, within your sport, uh, you need to compensate for that. You need to account for that so the rest of your body, it doesn't go completely, you know, doesn't diminish completely later on in life. Well, matter of fact, do you guys ever have clients who are now in, let's say, their 30s or 40s who used to be high-level college athletes and then they stop working out? Mm-hmm. They're always the hardest people to, for me to train. Yeah. Because they, they have had, their their athlete mentality, they so. have the warped pounded in their head. Yeah, already. they have the warped like sense of intensity. Yeah. So like, oh, they haven't worked out for fifteen years, and they're dangerous because they, they've been fit before. So they it's hard, hard it's hard to tell them like, and they eat like shit. Yeah, because yeah. they got away with like eating like shit when they were you know doing their college yeah. stuff oh, you know, four hours a day. Yeah, so so I I would uh so a couple of things and I and I've done this uh, for myself. I'm I'm not that way right now because I'm training men's physique mentality, which I'll be the first one to admit that. Um, it's not the healthiest way for me to train um, when listening to my body. There's many times where um, I should be doing a day of straight stretching and flexibility and I'm in there pounding away at, at a muscle group that mm-hmm. I'm trying to develop more. Uh, so when I when I am doing really good, one of the things that's always done really, really well for me, one is uh, I like to have at least one day that I spend of like just pure like flexibility dynamic flexibility and foam rolling mm-hmm. and core work and just just like a whole one day of the week is like just dedicated to that where and it's so and that's when i would do my kind of full body like sal does where i'm just kind of working on a lot of flexibility movements you know mm-hmm. taking the muscle through full range of motion spending some good time foam rolling, and especially uh, addressing those imbalances uh for sure obviously if i was designing a program for someone uh, the, the most important and be drilling to somebody is just bottom line balance, training your body balance and, and recognizing your strengths already. And that those don't need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be addressed. You already have massive arms, Adam. There's no reason for you to keep hitting them every single week. You know, like why don't you go work on some areas that are causing imbalances on your body and start to try and balance yourself mm-hmm. out more. Um, that's going to, that's going to put so much be- more well for your body. It's going to build everything else up as well. All your, all your strengths. Yes. You know what I mean? Your strengths are going to get stronger. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, that, uh, you know, 
well, I, I mentality. Would say, I would say if you're designing, I would say you would want a few things. There's probably three components you would want in a, in a longevity and fitness-based uh, program. Well, number, cardio, we can get to cardio. Either, right, which yeah. So, so well, well, number one, you'd want um, resistance training. Uh, strength is the foundation for all physical pursuits. Let me explain because I actually posted this on my page and some guy tried to debate with me. Um, without strength, then you don't have stability. You don't have mobility. You don't have, right. uh, you lose balance. Um, you actually lose flexibility also. Um, you actually lose stamina as well. So strength is like the foundation. You have to have strength. Now, the good news is if you get you up out of your chair, it's what allows you to, especially as you get older, it's what allows you to get off the floor. It's what allows you to exactly. reach up above your head. So the strength component is important. Uh, number two, you should have a functional flexibility component. In- incorporate some form of stretching into your routine. And the lastly, you want some kind of cardiovascular uh, um, training. Now, let me let me let me get dive into those three. First of all, the strength training aspect of it. If you if you're just looking for overall fitness and longevity, twice a week, two full body workouts a week is plenty. Two well put together full body routine, you know, workouts where you do full body movements, big barbell movements. You're not focusing on heavy singles or anything like that. You're just doing nice full range of motion exercises would be plenty for that longevity aspect of uh, yes. uh and, and fitness agreed the flexibility aspect every day every single day yeah, you yeah. should do 30 minutes of flexibility cardiovascular every single day now i'm not talking about running or hardcore cardio but i mean go for walks and hikes and mm-hmm. those kinds on a daily basis if you did if you did two days a week of strength training and daily flexibility and cardiovascular not trying to get tons of endurance cardiovascular, but just activity type cardiovascular activity, you'll have a ve- you'll have a very good longevity based, yeah. healthy based uh, routine where yeah. you'll you'll feel good for the rest of your life. I guess you know what what you did very well right there, which I'm glad you did, is you you really separated the two where I was trying to give you an idea of how I would I would be merging, mm-hmm. you know, right, because right, exactly yeah how how would I would incorporate trying to be aesthetic and look the way I want to look, and then also right. trying to be as healthy as I possibly can, but. If you were going 100% of the health, because let's be honest, if you're you're only lifting two days a week, you know, because it's not your number one focus, you're mm-hmm. definitely not going to be the biggest guy in the gym. You're not going to be the no. buffest dude in the gym. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, your body could use more stimulus than that if you want to see maximum gains for growth and stuff. But as far as overall health, I mean, 100%. And then, like you said, stretching every single day is almost a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, you can't ever do work on flexibility too much, you know, mm-hmm. so... 30 minutes would be, yeah, at least that. Well, it's interesting. When you look at flexibility, and of course, there's there's limits to all of this, but with flexibility, um, it's one of those things where you can actually apply um, the adage, the more the better. And I don't mean going nuts with it, but if you stretch every day, you're going to get better results than if you stretch three days a week. Oh, yeah. With resistance training, that's not always the case. You know, if you lift weights every single day, you're not necessarily going to get better results Very than if you true. lift weights four days a week. Um, so with, with resist, resistance training, you don't necessarily have to do it all the time. If your goal is overall health and balance. Well, there's something that's, let's, let's say, talk, explain why that is. There's something that's happening when you're stretching immediately. That's corrective to your body while you're stretching. Right. When you are doing dam, basically when you're lifting weights, we're actually doing damaging. Da- damaging. Mm-hmm. It's the after effect that comes and plays a huge, just as huge right. of a role as the damage did, where it doesn't work that way with stretching. Stretching, the the, the primary focus is during your your yeah. stretch. You're mm-hmm. stretching, your whole, once you hit that 30 second mark and it releases, your, your corrective work is being done, you're getting you're getting more flexible at that moment. Mm-hmm. And already results are happening from that stretch, right? You know, right. you continue on that, you're gonna continue to see those results. Training, 
It was yeah. not inflaming like like training it. Exactly. Resistance. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I tell you what, right now, uh, I would say probably be- between the, the three of us, that's probably the one thing we neglect the most. Stretching. Is, is the flexibility aspect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know I've gotten a lot better over the years, but yeah. I, I would sure. love. I would, I've had to get better. That's been, yeah, that's, exactly. That's been. My, I would love, and hopefully in the future, you know, we can afford. We have the time to do this. But I would love for us to do like a daily, you know, thirty to you know forty-five minute yoga class right. every day. Like start the day off. That well, way. even better than that, I've uh, I've been talking, and I and I love like where I am as far as like this gym is concerned. Um, a lot of the guys like they they find these techniques, and I'm just like, oh sweet, what's that? So a lot of guys have started doing uh, stick yoga. And so that's something that was created, this guy in Santa Cruz, actually, and he's starting to run these uh, classes with it. But that's something that I'm pursuing because it's it's just another one of those things that makes perfect sense to mm-hmm. me, right? Um, and, and it's just another way that we can kind of add value to uh, it's something different. But then again, it's not like you, you understand the concepts of it right away. And like how important it is to just be able to provide that type of mobility and movement, you know, with your body. So you just you understand your body better in in relation to space, you right? Know? So. Right. Yeah, and, and and if we talk about diet, um, you know, when you're eating for longevity, um, you're eating in moderation or slightly you know, or deficit, lower yeah, or, or lower. Deficit. Almost, yeah, you're almost at deficit. You can't always be at a deficit, but you're always yeah. low. You're always eating a little. Because that increases longevity. That's a fact. They do that with animal studies, with human studies. I don't care how healthy you eat. If you overeat, it's not as ideal as if you don't overeat. Oh, you know what's crazy to think is that you should feel more often than not hungry, hungry yeah. than you should feel stuffed or full. Hungry, hungry is uh, Stuffed and full is not a natural feeling to have all the time. No. Like humans did not ever, evolve. Not, yeah. still, ever. <laughs> we were always hungry. Yeah. yeah, people yeah. don't walk around all the time, caveman. Oh fuck, I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. happened rarely. You know, I'm so sleepy. You know, yeah. like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that though. Though I mean, how I, I bet there's a lot of people that can't couldn't even tell you the last time they felt hungry. Yeah, it's what a them. I have a craving. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah craving. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, when was the last time like you were like, oh my god, I'm hungry, and then you actually thought, no, because Doritos is, are always right there. Yes. <laughs> There is always gas station. They're at you know work. Like always, something. Everybody's always got some snacks. Snack no, it's so true. It's so true. I, you know, it's crazy. I don't even let you know. I don't let my clients use the word snack. Dude, people always ask me like, okay, wh- about where do I snack? Here's some. Like, I, I said snack is a made up word. And they're like, yeah. Hey, what do you mean snacks? It's a yes, small meal. There's <laughs> either complete or incomplete meals. We call snacks incomplete meals. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Every time you have that's one, excellent. That's exactly how I explain it to a client. No such thing as snacks. Snacks is a made up fucking word. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's not real. You know what's funny? That's probably the best advice you can give anyone if they're trying to stay lean or get lean don't buy things that you snack on yeah no. just don't have them if you either don't you either be in that mindset every yeah. time you eat something and then it, i tell you what that's a very simple thing it is that helps people out a lot of times when i tell them that is listen every time you put something in your mouth it is a meal and then you just have to ask yourself how often do you eat incomplete meals are you eating incomplete yeah. meals 70% of the time, 50% of the time, because literally incomplete meals should be never, if, if if at all possible, to be avoided. And if you do do incomplete meals, it should be very rarely. But it normally, it's the complete opposite. That's a yeah. fantastic Most point. people eat incomplete meals 70 to 80% of the time, yeah. and then only 20% of them actually sit down and eat an actual balanced mm-hmm. meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what's a component we just totally missed over to? Um, uh, without sounding hokey, because um, right away it's going to sound hokey when I say this. There's definitely a spiritual component to longevity and health. 
<laughs> there's that angel Tell voice. Me more. There's that angel. No, I mean, and, and you know, it could be whatever it is for you. You could either go to church. Uh, and listen, I, I don't care, you know, if you're religious or not. But people who have a spiritual component to their life, whether it be organized or not it organized, it. they live longer. Well, they've done, statistically they've, they've, well, they've done studies on them. just just period positive thinking. Yeah, you know, just so positive thinking, positive mentality. Yeah, so and, maybe you meditate, you yeah. know, on a daily basis, or you do, you know, really intentional thinking. Really hard. So, I, you I ever mean, meditate? Yeah, it's it's really tough to um, be Medita- quiet. Not I, only be quiet, but in a place where it's like really quiet. Yeah, you know, or even like if you're no like, interrupts, like no turn phone, the light off, no phone vibrating, no noise. It's in the like background. it's like whoa. You know, it's it's hard. It, like it gets stressful. Like until you like keep doing. And I heard that like it's just like anything else. You it get takes repetitions. You yeah, get better at it to where you, you you know it becomes more of a practice. But. I took I've meditate. I've only meditated like intentionally. You know, I don't know five times. I had this. Uh, I used to own this studio with uh, where we would do classes, and I had this guy who taught meditation. And um, each time I took the class, like like you, you were saying, I got better and better at it. Well, the fifth one, the class was an hour and a half long. And the instructor would walk you through the meditation. So you're sitting there in your meditation pose and he's walking you through and he's telling you what to do and focus on your breath and this and that. And then he's bringing us up and telling us to open our eyes. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. You know, I've only been sitting here for 10 minutes. Class was over. It was it was an hour and a half. We had gone through an hour and a half and Crazy. it felt like 10 minutes. It was the strangest thing in the world. In the zone, huh? And I was aware the whole time. I didn't fall asleep. It was like I got abducted by aliens. I had this, <laughs> this strange like lapse sure of time. You were hypnotized and I, then he was making you like do monkey noises. Yeah, I, and stuff. I couldn't see my, I couldn't find my pants. I was, you know, yeah, yeah. You know the, the, I was sore. the closest I feel <laughs> the closest I feel to meditating other than so I I grew up very in a very very religious home my whole entire meditate, life. Meditate, so not I, masturbate. Pre- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, many, many times that on the He's like, I, I meditate every day. What are you talking about? Uh, many times, many times I've, I've prayed and, and, and definitely probably feel the most uh, at ease or the closest thing to meditation when, when I would be praying for sure. Uh, the second probably most uh, or the closest I've ever felt to like being in pure meditation is actually when I work out. That is the most peaceful, the most peace I ever feel. Isn't that crazy? I could have, and it could be, doesn't mean matter what's blown in my ears as There's far as like an endorphin effect. Though. I mean, like that's you, a great point because that's you know? for me. That's the same thing. Yeah. For me. When I or especially like, I, and you talked about low, lapsing a time. I could actually sometimes be in the cardio. gym and like yeah. an hour go by, and that I didn't even realize that I've already been there for an hour because I'm so into the zone of what I'm doing and re- not thinking about work or who I got to return calls. I should. That's the old. That's actually yeah. truly the only time I turn like my phone mm-hmm. off. Right. It's on purely on music and working out. And I'm like, I just move. And, it, you know, and, and it, it, what's what rings mindless. so true that is my girl to this day always says this. She trips out that like, she's like, it's, it's nuts how like she says, oh, I watch this girl and I watch that girl. And it's like, you don't ever see any of that stuff. It's so funny. You don't notice that I watch you and you don't, you look right. It's like, you look right through people. And it is, it's like, and I don't mean to, I don't have, and I feel bad sometimes because I know some people see me and they they know me or they've heard me on mind pump yeah. or whatever. And I can tell, you know, like in, and I think I, 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 so if you're listening to this and you see me, I totally like when people say hi to me I, and I'm a very friendly person. Uh, I am not a dick at all. Um, I, I, but I am in a zone when I'm working out, when I'm working out, I'm in my zone. I am like in meditation for me. So, um, but I like, to, you know, I like when people say hi, but yeah, I will, I'll, I'll look right through you and it's not because I, I don't. You know, I don't think you're a nice person, or I don't want to say hi to you. It's just that I'm in my zone. You know. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fantastic point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an important aspect of, of longevity is that whole spiritual side of it. I think um, when you see people who've uh, who've lived a long time, healthy long healthy life, they have that component. And uh, again, that's probably something we should focus on more ourselves. Right. And community. That's, that's a great one. So, that's yeah. a, that's a very good one. That that tight you you that uh, social network. 
Social network is, I mean, don't be an asshole. Basically, yeah, assholes don't live as long. Yeah, <laughs> feeling love. It's kind of artificial, you know, the yeah. the social network thing. So get, you know, get in front of real people oh, and I don't make mean- eye contact. <laughs> yeah, let's start with that. He means social network, just by yeah. yeah. I don't mean like just Facebook. He but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm just, I'm just. Clarifying. That's a good point though, because right? a lot of people. That's there is get the, away from your phone. Get away from technology. Full, talk to people. Yeah, other and, humans, other human yeah. beings. Yeah, Inter- network interact. Stop yeah, being weird and robotic. You know what's you know what's a big uh, uh, a big factor too is touch. This is huge. Touch me. T- I am. You can't feel oh, it. I, uh, it's a uh, it, it's a <laughs> that's a no. It is. Listen, you you how many times do you have, how many people do you hug every day? Think about that, dude. Remember when like in I'm, eighth I'm grade. Hugger. You're hey, a hugger? Yeah, I hugged a couple they, people today. Did hey. you guys, like, in eighth grade, did you have, like, this thing where you'd see a girl and, like, every time you'd see a girl, you'd go hug them? Oh, that was... Well, like, you know, that it was, was like the eighth grade weird, awkward thing where everybody's like, oh, I'm going to hug you. That's because that was before sex and... I know, doing, right? Like that, that was the closest thing you get to is a hug. Yeah. So it's like the always, last time it was yeah, like that, though. When you you're just like, see you're like, hey, I need to get my hug. You're, you know, not, you're like, hey. You're a little seventh, eighth grade boy. Nothing nothing cooler than throwing some boobs pressed against you at that age. And the poor girl, the girls were thinking, he's such a nice guy. I know, right? Oh, he such nice hugs. No, and guys, like, hug, young well, guys uh, hug girls because they're fucking. Well, well, eighth grade hugs are sex. Well, and what we don't realize is we fuck ourselves for later because then your then your wives and your girlfriends later on in life are like you never hugged me, you never kissed me when you walk in the door. And you're like, oh God, you seriously? Because yeah. that's all we used to do that shit when we were younger all the time. We got all, all the that, hugs out, paying all that attention. And stuff like, now, now, now you have to keep it, keep that pace up, and they think something's wrong. Uh, take it that. Those way. like little furry sweaters. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.